All right. Hey. Hey, everyone. How y'all doing? Oh, wow. It's so good to be back once so again. Good to be back. Uh, uh, what episode of the quarantine is this? I think this is like episode five in quarantine, right? Or six? Yeah. I wow. think so. Honestly, I can't. We've gotten this far. It's been so long since I saw your face. It's so sad. I know. And I really hate not like sitting down in your living room and doing it face to face because, I, you know. I just feel like there is just something that we can't capture through the phone. Like just when you're in person, it's just so much better. I think so, too, because I can't, like, we can't, like, give each other looks and stuff that, like, people can't can't see. (laughs) We can't give each other looks. We can't feed off of each other's, like, energy. Um, We can't get interrupted together and, like, get bitten by Fozzie and have, like, um, oh yeah, have snorting a... in the background. Mm-hmm. The pig so thing squeaking the pig. and All the Andy squeaking in the back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's just so, a magic to that that can't be replicated over the phone. Um, yeah. Also, I wanted to apologize about my behavior in last week's episode because I was behavior like, talking over well if you I couldn't I couldn't even listen to it because like I was talking over everyone because my audio kept going in and out and like Brooke would be talking and I'd have no idea and just like start talking in the middle of her sentence and I just want to say hopefully that won't happen again um but uh yeah thanks for listening anyway even though the audio is so bad <laughs> No, you're literally fine. Like, I've been watching um, QVC a lot because a lot of times there's nothing else on TV (laughs) and they have to do it. Like, the host that, like, works for QVC will be in the studio, but then, like, the person they're presenting with, like, whoever's product is being sold, they call in over Skype and they, it's, like, awkward with them, too. Like, they kind of like talk over each other sometimes because they can't see each other and it's like the audio is like a little off for them too because they just do it over Skype um that's a little janky but whatever so yeah like it's very frustrating but I think you know what I think people are just grateful that we're putting out content and for that I'm very thankful for you know exactly it is crazy how everything has just like switched over And it's, like, I wonder, like, when things will just go back to, if they'll ever go back to normal, because people are going to get so used to doing things this way. Um, But, but yeah, I feel like you and me are probably pretty close to being able to record together again, because we've both been in quarantine for so long, um, and I haven't been leaving the house at all. Like, I went to the grocery store once over the last like three weeks so I feel like safe but I know me too the last time I went the last time I left the house I think was like exactly two weeks ago I want to say because I looked in like my Starbucks app just to see when like the last time I went there was and I think it was April 8th and so I literally haven't left my house for anything since that so really something I know my mind I'm so strong we both are 
I feel like I've like adjusted to it well. Like I'm not going. I don't feel like I'm going crazy anymore. Um, like I have my routine pretty much down. My quarantine yeah. routine. So yeah, I think I'm gonna start working out because like it's time. But, I um, did like just because I feel like it's affecting me being able to go to sleep if I don't do any physical activity all day because I used to be like up and walking around like my store every day and like not doing that now I feel like it's um been not good so I started doing little like YouTube exercises and honestly I think they've been like working too like I can send them to you if you want because they're not like hard and I'm the least physically fit person ever and I don't find them to be too difficult and I think that they're easy to keep up with so yes that's what I need to be doing because like at work I would be like on my feet all day and like walking around and I would like my apple watch I would like double my move goal every day just from like walking into work but I'm obviously haven't been doing that so um yeah but oh my gosh besides all that boring quarantine stuff I'm so excited for today's episode. Oh, we're finally diving into a topic that we've been like we've talked about kind of before. Never, we've teased, we've mentioned, (laughs) we've never been able to fully dive into it because, like, we've always said, like it needs its own episode to fully explore. Um, but today is the day. I'm so excited. I know we are going to finally deep dive into Larry Silenson and oh my god like I've been in like crackhead mode like researching this and having to like remind myself of all of the things that have transpired and it's really exciting to me because I feel like a lot of the people who have expressed interest in wanting to hear more about this aren't necessarily like huge One Direction fans or anything like that. And they just like want to know about it. And oh, I'm so happy. We have the best, most flavorful listeners ever that this is what they're interested in. I know. Yes. So. Thank you. It is <laughs> highly requested. And yes, it's probably from people who like have heard us mention it before but don't really know like what it is and it is hard to like kind of get down to the bottom of it in the year 2020 because a lot of the evidence like is kind of buried um and like all of it is kind of like retrospective stuff but like uh, in the moment when all of this stuff was happening oh my gosh what a wild time it's just it's literally like the best time of my life and I remember like watching like the compilation videos of like um well first of all like any of you listening you should watch um top 30 iconic Larry Stylinson moments from YouTube user Freddie is my queen on YouTube because a lot of the things that I feel like we'll probably talk about are in that video and like I would just like cry watching them because it's like it's just pure romantic love and mm-hmm. I think that I don't know I hope everyone else feels the same and everyone's crying listening to this because I know I will be <laughs> period but yeah I think so too um so 
Yeah, Larry Silenson, an emotionally broken journey. We should do um, other ones, too, for other, like, relationships people might not know about. Um, like, Taylor Swift's gay relationships. Yes, which that definitely ties in to Larry. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yes, that is juicy. And there's a lot of evidence and clues with that as well and that is super juicy and a lot of people like a lot of like Swifties don't even know about it yeah like so long ago the wokest ones do and um I I'm not I'm not gonna shit on Swifties um right now I'm gonna try not to but I will say yeah the wokest ones I've met they agree wholeheartedly that Taylor's gay relationships were real and romantic so the republicans with these do not acknowledge but they don't count we don't you know we don't care about them or yeah to their interests you know yeah exactly but god yeah where do we begin so i guess we have to begin in july 2010 when one direction was formed on the x factor this is where Harry and Louie met. And um, 10 years ago. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God. Fuck. If they don't like forget the One Direction reunion, it's the 10 year anniversary of Larry meeting. Like, hello. <laughs> so they meet. And have you heard them like describe how? they've met before like specifically Harry and Louie how they met honestly don't remember so they I guess before they were put into a band when they were all auditioning as like solo artists um Harry and Louie met like in a urinal and (gasps) one sprayed the other with pee and they like laughed about it yes and so remember Ooh. this and we're going to come back to it later on when we talk about their tattoos. So remember that. But um so yeah, that's how they meet. They basically like saw each other's dick. So um There's yeah, no strike one sexual <laughs> explanation for that. Yeah, so it's just like locker room banter. <laughs> <laughs> like just boys being boys yeah exactly and so yeah they meet then and then by some chance they're put into a boy band Simon Cowell took all of these homely looking like <laughs> boys and somehow knew that it was gonna be magic someday and um Throughout their time on the X Factor, like, through the weeks, they make video diaries together as One Direction. Oh. And, mm-hmm, the flavor. Dude, this watching is- those video diaries were everything in, like, 2011. Ooh. Yeah, for a lot of, like, One Direction girlies, this is how they really got to standing. One Direction, because, like, obviously, like, 
they're cute and they have like amazing music and we know that but like their friendship and their chemistry is what makes it and it's the magic and so throughout all of these videos you can see Harry and Louie in particular being very flirty very touchy and like the others they just look at them like all right like (laughs) Enough is enough, but yeah, very flirty and touchy. They mimic like kissing and stuff. Like there's a lot that you can delve into with that. And then that same year, I think this might have been, um, it was either during X Factor or right after, um, Harry tweets, a photo of Louis cooking and it says Louis's first ever cooking experience and he's cooking what appears to be like chicken or something in a pan and you've probably heard this before but in an interview um they were asked like what is like a romantic meal that you would cook for a significant other oh. and Louis said, well, I've only ever cooked one meal for, like, a romantic partner, and it was chicken (laughs) stuffed with mozzarella wrapped in parma ham with a side of homemade mash. They talk about this dish all the time in interviews when they ask, like, what's your, what would you cook for a loved one? And Louis said the one and only time he's ever cooked for a loved one, like romantic significant other, it was that. And guess what Louis's first cooking experience was? Cooking for Harry on mm-hmm. Twitter. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's all adding up. Yep. So this is only the beginning too. Um, <laughs> And then I saw this photo on their X Factor tour. They look like they're, like, kissing each other's necks. It's pretty intimate. Mm-hmm. They they do a lot of that. Um, also on, like, the Up All Night tour, which is not for, like, another year or two. But a lot of... Um, they will hold a hand up like they're whispering in each other's ears, but it'll be on like their cheek or like their neck or something. And like love that is not, that's not the right area. It's just a lot of um, very blatantly sexual things. And then um, (laughs) January 4th, 2011, um, Louis tweets (laughs) sleep over at Harry's smiley face. (laughs) No words. <laughs> I think that's and, all. Like, at this point, I don't think any of the stands really are like clued into it yet because it was so early on. Yeah, like a lot of the people, the only people who really knew them then were like British people watching the X Factor. And I think at this mm-hmm. point, they were all just like, oh, they're like friends. How cute. But then, like, Really, once you see everything else and then put all of that into perspective, then it's, like, very obvious. And um, uh, an interviewer even asked Harry, they said, like, who is your first real crush? And this is a very famous quote because Harry says, like, my first real crush was Louis Tomlinson. And, like, 
love. Like, yes, he could be joking, but why are they literally always thinking of each other and talking about each other? Like, it's like me and Barkev, and we're in love. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> period. It, exactly. And like, even if it, in most jokes, though, there's like truth rooted in them, even if you're being sarcastic or whatever, you know? Exactly. And it's not, and they're never like, oh, just kidding. Like, they always have like a little glimmer in their eye when they're joking about it. And, you know, people who are woke, they know. And the thing is, like, all of this stuff, if it was between like a boy and a girl, like, no one would have any doubt. But. Right. Because they're two boys and people want to date, like, girls want to date them themselves. Like, it's a delusion love. I can't help that. Um, But, yeah. And then um, a fan gifted at a meet and greet, they gave Harry a shirt that said, Harry loves Louie. And Harry put it on and wore it. And the fan, like, tweeted him like two weeks later and asked if he like still had it he was like yeah I wear it all the time and my mom <laughs> got me a replica of this shirt in tank top form so <laughs> oh, <laughs> not to flex <laughs> amazing um, yeah and yeah they moved in together Oops, and his Louis's mom confirmed it that they live together and this is all while they have like flirty tweets with one another whatever um they lived in a place called princess park and remember that that will be important later yeah. <laughs> again make another you know what is that like um mickey mouse clubhouse meme where mickey's like this is a clue that we can save for later like that's <laughs> just yes. keep thinking um so that. uh-huh exactly and so after all of this larry's in like full swing now and soon after um Louie and Eleanor begin dating, but that is not before a couple. This is in 2012, about. And just a couple days before they go public, Louie tweets, always in my heart, at Harry Styles, yours sincerely, Louie. And to this day. I don't know if it still is, but for up until like the last time I checked was like a couple years ago, but it was the second most retweeted tweet ever <laughs> on Twitter. Ever. It was yes, any tweet at all, and the the most retweeted re- retweet was that stupid Oscar selfie from Ellen. So <laughs> that the last yeah, that doesn't count. Like. That's a photo. Like, this is just a tweet that is, oh, my God. It just, like, it gives you chills when you think about it. Um, So, yeah, they start dating. They're photographed out and about, whatever. But um, that does not stop Harry and Louie from being um, a little bratty during their interviews and stuff because... There's, I don't I feel like a lot of people will remember this interview they did 
for Mario Kart, which is really random, like all of One Direction did. And it was to promote the new Mario Kart. Um, Okay. And the interviewer asks Harry and Louie, she says, I wrote the quote down. She says, the fans have picked up on a very special relationship between you two. So when you play Mario Kart, who's usually in front and who's behind? This is the direct. Oh my God. Her absolute <laughs> mind. <laughs> and um, they like look at each other like, what? <laughs> so <laughs> then Louis is like really smug and he's like, I think we kind of share that, really. And Harry's like, yeah, like, sometimes he's a bit tired, so I'll go in the front and push him along. And Louis's like, we're both very generous to each other. <laughs> They're both, like, so smug. Meanwhile, Niall's, like, losing his shit laughing. Liam's just like, oh, my God. And then... Liam's just they- being Liam. Yeah, and Zane like can't handle it and he puts like this racing helmet on that's sitting there to hide his face because he's laughing <laughs> so much at it. No <laughs> words. No words. Oh yeah. Um so that was <laughs> I can't believe that's real. <laughs> literally whoever that interviewer was, fucking queen. Like <laughs> <laughs> who's Amazing. in front and who's behind oh her mind but yeah so there's that and then um one of the biggest larry moments that people always refer back to is what went down in wellington which by some chance is ex- from exactly eight years ago today on april 22nd oh my 2000 God. uh-huh And, um, so it's this blurry video of Harry and Louie at a bar in Wellington, New Zealand. And it, people always say, like, it was filmed on, like, a potato, I guess, because it's very blurry and it's only a few seconds. But it was definitely a turning point, I think, in the Larry fandom because, um, they're, embracing very close and it looks like they're kissing um this is another trend that goes on with these like secret gay relationships when we talk about taylor swift and carly Kloss, we can circle back to this because they had a similar situation happen at the 1975 concert yes ma'am yes ma'am um and their minds but yeah, so that has always been a big moment in Larry culture. And let's see. Oh, in August of that year, Harry and Louie were photographed outside of a recording studio in London. They're playing soccer and they're laughing. And this photo, oh my God, Katie, I have to send it to you so you can see Oof. it. But it looks like it looks like a photoshopped like fan art. It's this beautiful photo of Harry and Louis, like, it's just, like, this happy moment captured between them, and they're, like, laughing, and they're wearing matching gray beanies, and it looks like a photo shoot. It's so beautiful. I don't know how, like, 
paparazzi were able to capture something like this, but send it to me. Because there's really like such like the Larry footage is so few. Um, like so many of the pictures are photoshopped. Um, there is that one girl who like sacrificed her picture with Louie and Harry to get a picture of them together. Okay, me vibes. I want to know this queen <clears throat> so badly. There, um, we've probably talked about it on here, but yeah, because we've talked about the difference between like a normal Larry and a dark Larry, and um, mm-hmm. a dark Larry, for example, is this girl who met Harry and Louie, and instead of asking to take a picture with like her and one of them, she asked if she could take a photo of Harry and Louie posing together. And she wasn't even in it. Her galaxy Mind. brain. But yeah. yeah. Um I sent you I think it should have come. That's a gorgeous picture. It's like right? so beautiful. Oh my gosh. Amazing. It's so sweet. It reminds me of fan fiction. Like it's so oh, romantic it's to me. Um, yeah, so I know that we've talked about that girl in a previous podcast, and we've also talked, I feel like I'm getting ahead of myself, but we've also talked about the rainbow bondage bear also in a previous podcast, which is an important clue, piece of the puzzle. Um, I don't want to interrupt your timeline, so please go ahead. Oh no, it's good to bring up things like that, so that that's another clue we're going to save for later. So I hope everyone's <laughs> taking notes. But no, it's good to bring that stuff up. Um, so let's see. Where are we? Um, next, soon after this, Louie tweets. Um, Anti-Larry-ish tweets. He just randomly is like, how's this? Larry's the biggest load of bullshit I've ever heard. And then right after that, mysteriously tweets. The only, by the way, the only one with access to my account is me, smiley face. Uh, so. Okay. Everyone, by the way, also modest management, another clue that we're going to save for later because they are the ones who are really, really trying to keep Larry a secret once they feel like things have gotten out of hand with them. But we'll come back to that. Um, so then now we're at Halloween 2012 and Louie is dressed in white face paint. He looks like he looks like one of the band members of like Kiss or something. And then the next day they are at some press thing and Harry is photographed with remnants of white paint in his hair. Um, so that's pretty interesting. <laughs> How'd they get there? I don't know, love, but um, you do the math. It, it's really, it's so funny. It's so funny to me. This um, detective work, like, oh, if I'm oh, murdered, put dark Larrys on the case, please. Uh huh. Exactly. And then, um, Harry right after this gets the famous birds tattooed on his chest 
This mm. is a humongous clue that we are going to save for later. So keep that in mind because we're going to analyze their matching tattoos. But anyways, so finally. So for those keeping track at home, we have the bird tattoos, uh-huh. Princess Park. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what other clues were we talking about? Uh, Rainbow Bondage Fair. And yes. I think those are all the clues you have to remember. Yeah, modest management also. Um, Yes. (laughs) But, yeah, so all of this, like, this is already drummed up, like, a pretty good chunk of, like, the Larry fandom. And I'm really ashamed to say at this point in my standing, I was not a Larry um, because um, I was really stupid. And I probably thought, yeah, naive, and I didn't really look into it too much, and I probably wanted Harry for myself. I thought my ugly ass with no done eyebrows or anything at 18 (laughs) was going to get Harry Styles, so. Listen, um, also, like, gay culture was not in the mainstream yet, like, was it, you know, like, it was it was out there, but it wasn't in the mainstream. Also, like at the time, Louis and Eleanor were like the cutest couple, and like at least oh, I, I being a One Direction fan, I loved her and loved them together. So I never thought for a second that they were fake. Me too. I stand them so much, and I just thought they were like so cute, and I didn't I see any. She was everything. Yes, like the, what was that thing you sent me? And it was like looking up on Pinterest, like Eleanor <laughs> thigh gap workouts. And stuff. <laughs> yeah, and then like, there would be all these things, like how to get, like, like how to be like Eleanor. And then like, um, like it would be like, you know, all of the clothes that she's wearing and like all of that. And it's like, oh my God, like if you dress like her, then they'll like have to fall in love with you. Oh my god, there's this Tumblr and it was um about it was just all about Eleanor and it was like it was like her favorite Starbucks drink, her bra size. <laughs> People loved her and honestly like she is queen, like she won cuz now currently she's still with Louie, so her mind. But um yeah, so up until this point, like, there's a pretty good following for Larry. And then I guess um, we get to the end of November 2012. And this is when everything really starts picking up because we have some really iconic interviews. Um, we have, like, the Barbara Walters interview, which... I feel like a lot of people have probably seen. And she says, um, where is it? Oh, yeah. She says, she asks if they want kids. And Harry and Louie, like, immediately look at each other. And then I think they realize and they kind of, like, laugh because, like, dumbasses. Like, (laughs) you'd be more obvious, but... And Harry starts, like, fidgeting and, like, kind of, I don't know. He, like, wipes out his 
knows and he gets like nervous and he's like yeah like i think so and louis like beaming and then <laughs> everything goes to shit because on november 30th 2012 no. there's no, an interview there. it's not not yet it's all okay. both there's okay. this interview Oh my god. So <laughs> this but people forget about this, which is really the catalyst that launched what we have to unfortunately talk about next. But <sighs> uh, oh also remember that during this time an interviewer asked them if you could pick a theme song to your lives, what would it be? And this is probably the most, like, heartbreaking thing about Larry and one of the biggest proofs. Because Harry chooses Wouldn't It Be Nice by the Beach Boys, which mm. I'll just read some of the lyrics. It says, wouldn't it be nice if we were older, then we wouldn't have to wait so long. And wouldn't it be nice to live together in the kind of world where we belong? It's... Mm. Ugh, you know it's going to make it that much better when we can say goodnight and stay together wouldn't it be nice if we could wake up in the morning when the day is new after having spent the day together and hold each other close the whole night through? Like, you literally, like, it would... It's so sad. And, like, it's out so of sad. every it's so song... so romantic to me. I don't know. Out of every song to be the theme song to your life, that's what you wow. choose. So, wow. yeah, keep that in mind. And... <laughs> There's this interview that they do on November 30th. Well, it was posted on November 30th. And it's promo for the Take Me Home album, which, oh my God, thinking back to a time when Take Me Home hadn't come out yet. Like, it's, oh my God, it's a lot to think about. But <laughs> it, if you want to watch it, it's the Sony Indonesia interview from November 2012. And the whole time, like, you can immediately see when it starts, Louis looks really sad and, like, tired. And he's really agitated throughout the interview, and it's really uncomfortable. And um, the other boys are, like, giving each other weird looks in response to, like, Louis' behavior. Because he's sitting, like, in the front, and they're behind him, like, raised up a little bit. And so he can't see, like, most of their reactions. And um, so Harry keeps, like, glancing at Louie, and he looks worried. And the interviewer asks um, all of them what their favorite song is on Take Me Home. And they all just say, like, generic, like, like singles from... The album, but Louie says, My favorite song is I Love You First, and he's like choking up, and which is very interesting to me because, first of all, the song's called Loved You First, and it's a great, it's a bop, it's a great song, but it's a really random choice because it was not like ever a single or anything like that, mm -hmm. and then. After he says that, like, Leah makes a point to, like, pat him on the shoulder and, Aww. like, he looks really sad for him. And mm -hmm. the, the interviewer says, are there any hopes and dreams you want to fulfill for the future? And Louis turns around and looks up at Harry and, 
love. I think that's <laughs> it's on site. It's literally on site. Like it literally makes you. If you're not crying by now, like <laughs> go to Do a psychiatrist. <laughs> wow. But then, yes. What about a week later in December 2012? A nightmare begins. And I think you all a know. A cultural storm. You know this is coming. The infamous Central Park pictures. <laughs> the most staged pictures. In the history, but you know what we're talking about. You can picture what they're wearing in these pictures. Like, I have it burned into my memory. Miss Taylor Swift and Harry Styles photographed together in New York City, Central Park, on a date. Uh Uh-huh. And, oh, it was, and I love how this, relationship that was orchestrated between the two of them I think it's purpose it's there were many reasons that their respective parties set this up like one was like obviously promo for the both of them one direction had an album coming out they were trying to like break America because at that point they were relatively new in America Taylor Swift was was about to release the Red album, I believe. Um, and or she had just released it. Yeah. And also, they needed to establish Harry as a straight, heterosexual womanizer <laughs> type. Yeah. So, Precisely. in these pictures, they're perfectly photographed. They look like picture perfect next to each other like they look like a gap ad or something she's wearing a fox sweater (laughs) remember that that'll be important later um Mm -hmm. yellow scarf (laughs) jacket she looks very trendy very cool um they're walking like hand in hand I don't think they're holding hands in any of the pictures but they're just walking like side by side and then they're with um baby what's her name what's the baby's name Lux they're with baby Lux which was another iconic piece of One Direction history which you know I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm butchering this but she was their hairstylist right yes or okay yeah so it's their hairstyle his hairstylist is baby that they hang out with a lot and Taylor Swift is literally holding the baby in these pictures yeah, like, there's who goes always... on a date and holds a baby. Yeah, it's weird because there's always like a at least one member of either one of their teams like hanging out with them. Um, which I don't it's weird. It is what it is. Yeah. And like also note during this time, Louie is also photographed around New York City with Eleanor and he looks miserable like both he and Harry do they look like they haven't slept they are not smiling ever and um yeah they look and it's just like such a public busy 
space, you know, and if they were trying to keep it low key, you wouldn't go into such a crazy, hectic spot. And he's they're stopping and taking pictures with fans, and all, mm-hmm. all of this is just so like out of character. Yeah, and, like, the thing is, with celebrities, if they want to keep a relationship a secret, they can. If they don't want to be photographed, they can find ways to not do that. Like, they're going out of their way to set these things up, and it's very obvious. But, yeah. This picture bit me. There's a a picture of Taylor when she's wearing her green jacket, and they're in, I think they're in England holding hands, mm-hmm. but it's like very similar photos to the Central Park ones. Like, ugh. I can picture that because, <laughs> no, Harry's eyes are like so sunken in. He looks like he hasn't gotten any sleep. Like, it's very sad. And, um,. Yeah, so a lot of photo ops. There is, like, her New Year's Eve performance. He showed up to kiss her, like, in front of everyone when the ball dropped in the middle of Times Square in New York City. Like, you can't just wait until the after party. And, um, yeah, during this time, One Direction goes on a red carpet and... An interviewer asks Louis if he's glad that Harry and Taylor are dating. And Louis responds, I'm glad that they're good friends, if that. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, like, everything about this relationship is so staged. Like it's all through the cameras. Yeah. And... and then- uh, Oh no, keep going. And then this also like goes back to the theory. This all ties in with um the theory that she's gay too, because Mm -hmm. they like basically like create these fake relationships with her to go along with the music that she's writing for her album and it like fits in to like the storylines or whatever. And like so Taylor Swift wrote the song Out of the Woods Mm -hmm. about Harry Styles. And then also, um, obviously, style. Um, but, like, okay, did Harry yes, ever thank you for bringing actually, that up. Did Harry ever actually fall off a um, snowmobile, like, they talk about in the song? Because, like, how okay. have we not heard about that? So, they did go on a ski trip together, and he was photographed at the airport after the ski trip with a bandage on his chin. And so I think that on that trip, he like cut his chin and he had to get stitches there. And so that's where it ties in to that song, which is really, really upsetting because I think that's her best song. And I actually really like it. Okay. Honestly, 1989 is, like, such a serve, and all the songs on there are such a serve. Um, But they're, like, and, like, you know, they really want you to think, especially when the album came out, like, I remember all the articles that came out, like, they really want you to think that this is, like, her Harry's breakup album. Yeah. Um, So, clearly, again, all for publicity. All people talk about her, her album. Yeah, um, and also in Out of the Woods, um, she references, like, 
that she and whoever she's singing about are two paper airplanes flying. And if any of you Harry girls know, during this era, Harry wore a necklace every day that was a paper, a silver paper airplane. And then while Haler was going on, she wore it every single day. And made sure every time they went on their their setup papped outings that she was wearing this necklace. And so she could make that reference to the necklace because it everyone at that time, it's crazy because that necklace was sold on Etsy by so many different people because everyone associated it with Harry at that time and so it's really sad that she had to appropriate it and link it with something so horrible and nasty I'll never forgive her for that (laughs) it's it's homophobic yeah and um so I'm trying to remember thank you so much for bringing that up because I forgot about out of the woods and how Mm -hmm. irritating that was but is there any other stuff from 1989 besides style I feel like there's something I'm not remembering well here's the tea so there's style and out of the woods and um I know places you won't be found and there's like the line that's like they are the hunters we are the foxes and in those pictures Mm -hmm. that's why I said that's a clue because in Mm -hmm. those pictures she's wearing a fox sweater Fuck your mind. I didn't even remember that. Yep. So that's all I got. But then here's the here's the actual tea, and we don't have time to like get into this, but mm-hmm. that album is all about Diana Agron. And yes. they just like marketed it as it being about hairstyles. Oh my god. I'm like, ooh, I'm shaking. I'm shaking. When, like, I'm shaking. how can you write a whole album about somebody that you dated for literally two months? Like it's just too much. Yeah, and it's also confirmed that, well, yeah, so all of this bullshit goes on, and then Haler finally ends in, I think it was January, and so they- so They started dating in, in November of 2012, and were already broken up by January 2013. Yeah, so the tea is, and this is via Blind Gossip, which is a very reputable website, which I've referenced a lot. They, obviously, they do blind items, and then, like, if, when, if slash when the story comes to fruition, they reveal, like, who it is. And so they talked about Haler back when they first got together, saying that it was, you know, a relationship for publicity and um, that it says they may ring in the new year as a couple, but they won't make it to Valentine's Day. And then they break up in January. And if you all don't remember the iconic photo of Taylor Swift sitting like by herself in the back of a boat sailing away from this some island in like the Virgin Islands they were vacationing at and that was like the end of it and apparently they were supposed to stay together through at least Valentine's Day so that she could you know have a lot of fuel for like songwriting about like 
that relationship like ending at or around Valentine's Day, but they couldn't stand each other so much that they <laughs> ended it early. And apparently they just didn't even get along like as friends. It says they both think that they're immature and annoying. And um, for one of them, I certainly see how that's the case. Um, but yeah, everything was very much choreographed and um, their management teams, I guess, agreed to let them cook it. But yeah, unfortunately, it's burned into everyone's brains. And yeah, so huh. yeah, also Blind Gossip. I forgot to say why it was also reputable because this is the website that reported that Bruce Jenner was going to transition to eventually would be Caitlyn. And this was like two years mm. before that was announced. So, I know so yeah, there's all of that. And I don't know. I know you don't want to talk for too, too long. So I feel like that would be a good place to end this week and then continue next week if you'd like a part two cliffhanger i love it well yeah i feel like taylor the hailer stuff it's a really big turning point yes Ooh, and then maybe next week i can come in with some facts and timeline about the diana agron and carly Kloss tea that all ties in with larry Yes. Okay, beautiful. I forgot. Sorry. Uh, Can I quick go through, like, some of their tattoos? The explanations won't be that long. Yes, please. The tattoos are so good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, as I mentioned, the clue that I hope all of you wrote down from earlier, the sparrows on Harry's chest, the birds, um, if you look at them, they are not symmetrical. And, like, you could say, oh, well, yeah, like, you can't get them exactly symmetrical. There are very obvious differences between the two. One of them is larger, and I want to say there's, like, a black shaded area where its eye is, and the top of it is straight. It's just, it's a straighter line, and then the other sparrow on the other side of his chest, it's a little bit smaller, like, obviously smaller, And its eyebrow, if you will, is rounded instead of straight. And I think it's, a lot of people think it's meant to look like the both of them. Because Harry is taller Mm -hmm. and his brows are straight across. And Louis are very arched and he's smaller. So Mm. that one, shaking. So, and then, um... Let's see. Harry has a ship on his arm. Louis has a compass. Um, On their wrists, um, Louis has a rope that has like a nautical knot in the front. And then on the inside of his wrist, the rope is broken and there's an empty space between the two ends of the rope. And then on Harry's wrist, he has an anchor. Um, They also got rose and dagger tattoos around the same time harry got a rose on his arm and people were speculating like what if louis got a dagger because that's a popular tattoo motif like a dagger in a rose and guess what louis got a dagger a couple weeks later 
Um, let's Ooh. see. Harry has, or no, sorry. Yeah, Harry has a bird cage on his abdomen, I believe. And Louis has some birds around that same area. Um, there's, Harry has a heart on him. It's like a human heart. And then Louis has an arrow. And people think those are um, related because you see like an arrow through a heart motif a lot. Um, Louis on his wrist has some quotation marks that are around just blank space. There's no writing there or anything. And then on Harry's wrist, he has, I can't change. Um, And then the biggest ones, as I said earlier, when I was talking about how Harry and Louis met in the bathroom, because one like splashed pee on the other when they were pissing at the urinal. Um, They have tattoos Louis says oops and Harry says hi and a lot of people speculate these are the first things they said to each other because like oops and one's like hi because <laughs> one <laughs> splashed pee on the other oh um, my God. and but the biggest one is that a lot of people don't associate is that Louis has tattooed on his chest. It is what it is. And then Harry has the big butterfly on his. And at first, like, obviously no one would think anything of it. But if you go back on the tattoo artist page with all of his sketches of, like, tattoos he's done, the one who did their tattoos in 2013... They got, like, Louis got It Is What It Is and Harry got The Butterfly, like, a couple weeks apart in 2013. On his website, he has a sketch in 2010 of It Is What It Is above a butterfly. And they are the exact same font of text in the exact same butterfly from three years prior. Oh, my God. That's the craziest one to me because there's literally... There's literally no explanation, and so... Explain that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's really all I have for that. Um, but, woo, so I'm really, like, shaking now. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> so I guess we'll leave you with that big cliffhanger. It's a lot to think about, a lot to absorb. And then next week, we'll have part two that will carry us into... So we're stopping at 2013, early 2013. I and, think so. Um, and then it will carry us into the modern age of Larry. And yeah. I mean, like, so much has happened since then. Like, hello, Baby Gate. Yeah, Baby Gate, um, Taylor Swift's gay relationships and how they coincide with Larry. We have, um, yeah, Rainbow's music. Bear. Yes, Harry's music. Like Louis's music, there's even. so much. There's yeah, so much. And, Louis's music, absolutely. Wow. Oh, also, um, the death of Louis's mother, which is horrible, oh but God. there's a lot from that as well that people don't know generally. Honestly, I don't think I know. Um, so Me before too, we I end know. this episode, we do have to share our not to be a bitch butts. Yeah, and they're good. So. 
<laughs> I'm pretty excited about it. Do you want to go ahead and do yours? Yeah, mine, I feel like I've been talking too much. Mine's pretty simple, pretty bitchy, but not to be bitch, mm-hmm. but um, if you graduated, you know, college two years ago, what are you doing? Still having your Instagram bio have <laughs> like UF, um, UF grad, UF alum, um, or have your sorority letters in there. Like, no offense, but can you guys come up with something else? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I just, like, was on Instagram looking at some people that I went to college with, like, seeing where they are now since, like, enough time has passed. And I graduated late, so it's only been two years since I graduated, but, like, people that I started with graduated almost three years ago now, which is, like, crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. But, um, and they still have, like gator heart emoji as their instagram bio like oh my god like can you come up with something else and they're still instagramming pictures from college like okay like i get that it's like you know a tough transition especially if you were like really thriving in college but like your college can't be your personality or your sorority can't be your personality trait forever yikes yeah i this is so sad to me because I feel like even the college thing I can somewhat understand because it's like when you apply for like a job or whatever like you want them to know like what college you went to or whatever like I can it's still stupid but I can see that but your sorority what Mm. the hell does that have to do with anything post-college one there was one girl and she didn't go to my school but like there was one girl that I was like stalking and she had like find you alum in her bio and it's like are you okay like we graduated three years ago no they literally aren't it's so pathetic and like Greek life is a whole other thing that like we've talked about before that you know it There's a lot to say with that, but people who make it so much of their identity, it's really sad, and um, get some help, love, (laughs) not to be a bitch, but honestly... I yeah, yeah like, I agree. I definitely was not like cool in college. I definitely like did not have that many friends. Like I definitely didn't have like a group or belong to a certain like group or anything like that. And I definitely like wish mm-hmm. I did when I was in school. But like now looking back, I'm like I'm glad like because I never made my whole personality my college or my group that I was in in college, and it made my life so much easier like moving on from college because I already learned like how to cultivate friends and interests and be my own like free thinking person that is such a good point I never thought about how like when you join a sorority basically you're lumped in with those friends and like that's who you're supposed to be friends with like I feel like when they get into the real world they don't know how to make friends organically outside of like a setting like that yeah Uh uh-huh forced into friendships with people oh my god you're fucking mine I never thought about it that way but it is true because I feel like a lot of them like the popular girls especially like those are still like their only friends I ever see them with on like social media 
And I think it's because they literally don't know how to make friends outside of that. Yeah, so. and they're not willing to be friends with people that who aren't, like, exactly like them. Exactly. Ugh, it's so sad to me. Nasty. Should I get into yeah. mine? Go All right, ahead. so... <laughs> Mine is, um, I don't know if any of you have seen this, but, like, not to be a bitch, but what the fuck is wrong with Selena Gomez? Um, (laughs) And, like, there's no, there's not a lot of love lost between me and Selena Gomez, and that's just my personal choice. So, um, sorry to any of you selenators out there, but, listen, I saw, yeah, Forgot. The only Selena Nader I know. When I said, somebody said, like, she can't sing live, and he was like, but have you heard her covers of Britney songs? I'm like, so she can't sing her own songs live, is what you're saying. <laughs> oh. But anyways, like, any, I logged on to Twitter.com one day, and I saw an image that bit me. Like, since I've seen that image, my life has not known peace. (laughs) Um, And the one I'm referring to is, you've probably seen it, but she, it looks like she's set up to do an interview or something because the lighting appears to be that way. Um, She is wearing, first of all, her outfit is disgusting. She has some, like weird t-shirt on and then she has this leather jacket this brown tan ish leather jacket with different squares and like a weird collar and I don't know what that's all about but then her hair is two like ponytails pulled really tight and they're like with multiple braids coming out of each ponytail like thick braids And then she has the, you know, like the baby hairs that are manipulated with like gel and stuck onto her forehead. You know how like typically a traditionally black hairstyle, I would say. Um, So people were getting edges. Oh, yeah. Um, Thank you. Because black women do that. Black (laughs) Black women glue down. Um, or, you, you know, do those little baby hairs down so that their, you know, natural hair blends in nicely with their wigs or weaves or whatever they're doing. Um, you know, they do that out of necessity. But, you know, she's just trying to look a certain race that she is not. Yeah. And, like, also these hairs are, like, a good inch away from her actual hairline. So I don't know what the fuck that's about. It just looks like she took pieces of hair and glued them on her face. But, and that's horrible. And that is like, first of all, it looks terrible on her. And second of all, like, we all know don't appropriate black hairstyles. But that's not even... My biggest issue, my biggest one is her fucking eyebrows. And, oh, her spirit bit me. She got, and this is not, like, I feel like I can talk shit about this because she clearly manipulated it herself. This is not, like, her natural looks. She went out, and I think she got, um, I don't feel like it's a 
surgical brow lift. I think she got, have you seen those fox thread things? It's like threads they put in your face and it's supposed to give you fox eyes and lift your brow. So basically I've seen videos of it on Instagram and it like makes me woozy to look at, but they essentially do local anesthesia, numb up like that eyebrow area and they put a thread under the skin and they pull it so that the eyebrow goes like straight up instead of naturally arching down and it makes Mm -hmm. your eye more of a cat eye and I think that's what she had to have gotten done but it is like extreme and very obvious And she looks at least 20 years older. Like, the picture of her, she looks like someone who got out of prison after, like, serving 20 years. And this is how she thinks that she should be doing her makeup and hair type of deal. Like, it is horrendous. And, like, (laughs) just there are no words. There really aren't. But that's really... I'll have to say about that. Um, oh my god! I was yeah, it was really really upsetting to me. Um, <laughs> no, it's so bad. But, and if you don't know what picture we're talking about, we'll post it on our Twitter. It's yeah. what we do. And then there's people yeah, it'll bite you. Defense being like, oh, like she's Mexican, so it's okay. And it's like, God, but even if you know we're not having that discussion, like it just looks so bad. <laughs> Yeah, and it's just the combination of everything with her eyebrow lift, with her outfit. Like, I don't know what the fuck she's doing. Like, her team has always been, I think, pretty questionable because of um, some of the choices they've allowed her to make. But um, that's a whole other thing. This is just, yeah, this really, it it bit me. It truly did. And um, now it can bite you, too. Because I'm going to force all of you to look <laughs> at it. <laughs> all right. But, so enjoy having all of your spirits fit in. But also blessed yes. with this beautiful Larry content. And yes. we'll see you guys all next week with even more Larry content to look forward to. Yes. Oh, thank you so much for listening and for requesting this podcast topic time and time again. And I'm sorry it took us this long to get around to it. But we need to do it justice. So, all right, hope- everybody stay safe, <laughs> stay home, stay healthy. And most importantly, <laughs> stay, stay gorgeous. gorgeous.